Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Sex Wrap. We are here to answer all your questions about sex, sexuality, sexual health, relationships, and Andrew Wait, and we, I, you didn't even say my name sorry. yet. This is Andrew. I'm here whispering today. I was saying it as you interrupted me. If you just breathe, goodness gracious. Uh, Andrew and I are so excited to answer your questions. And we always have this fight. We take turns starting the show, and then we always get angry at the other person for not saying our name soon enough. <laughs> I think that happens every episode. <laughs> Wait, what about me? What about me? Mm. That's interesting. That's kind of feeds into our topic of the show today. Um, so, <laughs> so today, actually, when we start the show, we just talk about something. But I have a joke to start the show today because I just learned this joke last night and I love it. And I know that I'm not allowed to tell it at the end of the show. So I'm going to tell it now. Oh, uh, okay. I'm looking <laughs> forward to your very funny joke. Okay. Okay. You ready? What do a walrus and a Tupperware salesman have in common? I don't know. They're both looking for a tight seal. Oh, yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you ever want to see me get this like look of disgust on my face, just tell me a dad joke. And I'm like, ugh. I feel like we should just have that image be like <laughs> our like logo. Your face like, uh, spring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, in other exciting news that are that, that <laughs> not about, I'm going skiing this weekend. Well, it's snowing here right now, so you could just come here. I, I mean, normally I just go to the beach. I'm going skiing. I hate the cold. I don't like the snow. I don't really do things like going outside, but I get to see um, some fun people and stay at a cabin. And if it snows too much, I'll stay inside. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to fly. Maybe, I, maybe my flight will be canceled and I'll have to stay here. Mm. Do you like skiing? Um, I like fires. I like doing yoga by the fire while other people ski and snowboard. I can be in charge of making the hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I very much prefer to be uh, sipping on a hot toddy in the lodge than to actually being out in the terrible outsides. Yeah. It yeah. takes all types. We're, we're contributing yeah. to the <laughs> diversity of skiers. <laughs> well, I think it's important. There's all of this pressure that people put on us to have like the best, the perfect vacation, get a whole bunch of people together. We all have a whole bunch of different names for what we're doing. Um, and for spring, um, every time we vacation together, there I know there's going to be an hour during the day where she finds a beautiful sunlit, hidden away space like in a hotel hallway and she does her vacation yoga. I mean, it's going to happen anywhere. Um, but that's part of what her day is for. Like people put titles on it. Like you're not spending enough time on the ski slope. And I'm like, uh, there we go. Right. It's important because we all have different ideas of what's, what we want to do with our time. I don't, it kind of links to our question. It does, for today it does. Too. What is our question today, Andrew? Um, so today uh, we, we had a question come in um, about relationship titles. Right. So that's like boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, dating, significant other, whatever it is. Um, so why do relationship titles stress me mm. out? Spring, do relationship titles stress you out? I mean, you know, I actually just had a conversation with a friend about this. Um, it's one of my best friends. And um, 
I was talking to this person, you know, about our relationship and how much we love each other and how deep it is. And this person felt like we were more than best friends and that that title didn't encapsulate our relationship. And uh, that person felt like when we said we were best friends, that it didn't mean enough when we said that to other people and that other people couldn't understand how deep our relationship was when we said we were best friends because that person felt like it was more than that. And, and I agree and I understand like our relationship is very deep and beautiful and maybe best friends doesn't do it justice. And it's really interesting to think about like, why, why do we title things? Why do we try to put them in a box? Why do we like need to do that? But we do have very real needs around that. And I I did kind of feel stressed out because I felt like I wanted to have a title that meant something and made that person feel comfortable and happy with how we were expressing our relationship to other people. And I didn't want that person to feel upset about it in any way, you know? I, I, I totally understand where you're going with all of that. Um, but that kind of takes us back to the conversation we had about LGBTQ XYZ, like, if does every single individual relationship we have need to have its own title? Um, I mean, when this question came in, I started thinking about like how specific the language should be when we're talking about relationships. Like if you have a friend, instead of calling it like, this is my friend, you can say like, this is my codependent friendly acquaintance. <laughs> does that make it better? <laughs> or is that too demeaning? Or how about this is my controlling work acquaintance or future boyfriend in an alternative reality. I don't know. Um, I don't, this relationship I will allow to be 15% toxic. If you exceed 15% toxic friendship, I will only call you when I'm drunk as a booty call um, where I'm drunk enough to ignore your toxicity. Is that a good relationship title? I don't know. Is that where you and your friend were going? You're probably going more positive. You know, that is a very, very specific relationship title there. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, well, we talked about on our LGBTQ episode, which was a little over a year ago, we talked about titles and, you know, why all those uh, different letters needed to be expressed within the name. And you're right, it's a similar conversation, like having uh, more names for things and having more ways to express things gives them visibility and gives them importance. So we know that when we give a title to something and when we can name it, then that signifies something. And so within a relationship, giving it some sort of title gives it right. significance. What about, I mean, so I'm struggling. So if we come up with all these titles, how do they rank them, right? Because it kind of sounds like you and your friend um, maybe are, well, well, we'll get directly back to the reader's question in just a second, or the listener's question. Uh, and just like, <laughs> um, it sounds like you and your friend have like a rank order issue. Like I'm more than what the world kind of believes a best friend is. I'm more than the expectation of best friendness, right? I, I think a lot of the reason, and this kind of gets back to the actual question too, um, I think that there's a lot of expectations that both we individually, the people that we are in relationships with, and then the world around us, movies, television, family, friends, religion, education, like all of those put a set of expectations and rules and regulations on our relationships when we start using those titles too. Right. So there's a lot. Well, yeah, of course, it should stress you out. There's a lot that's going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that that's why we have titles, though. Right. So like if my relationship with my friend existed in a world where only we exist, 
then we wouldn't need to title it because we have to title it to signify it to other people. That's the only reason that we title it. So when we talk about it to someone else, they can try to understand what it is. Oh, no, no, no. I think there are lots of people who use those relationship words so they don't have to have that conversation with the person that they're with. Like if I say you're my boyfriend or you're my girlfriend, there are an unspoken set of rules and expectations that we now share. Now, that's obviously not true. Because going back to the beginning, um, we said that these words have different meanings to different people. What dating means to one person is different. What hookup means to someone else is very different as well. Um, I talk about hookups uh, with students all the time. And one student will talk, be talking about a hookup and they'll mean, I was at a party and I kissed somebody or I made out with somebody or I danced with somebody or I went home with somebody. All of those are the same word. And a hookup is a kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm struggling. Like, obviously, this question has also stressed me out. Except <laughs> in my own personal life, I have no problem, like, figuring out titles and placing them. I think, want to hear a funny story? Well, it's a terrible one about wait, me. Wait, let's, I just want to pause for a second to clarify. So I think we have two things that we're really talking about here. We're talking about what um, implicit values, so are these unspoken values, come with naming a relationship to the people within that relationship. And then we're also talking about what implicit values and what people consider are part of that relationship when we label it and use that label with the outside world. Right. So it's the what, what our expectations of the relationship ourselves and our partner, and then what the world outside of us thinks those words yeah. mean. Yeah. I want to delve into both of those a little bit, but sure. Tell me your funny story. No, it's a terrible <laughs> story. Um, so uh, when I was a young person and I was dating, um, I was pretty noncommittal and I didn't want to be in a lot of the relationships I was in, but I we talked about this before you listen to old episodes. We're like, I didn't really feel it was okay for me to say no. Um, so instead, I came up with a hierarchy and a, a hierarchy of rankings. Instead of saying yes or no, everything was a middlesome word in between. <laughs> like they're all various levels of maybe, but they all had a percentage. And for one of my girlfriends at the time, I'm, I'm very sorry, Rachel. Um, I actually gave her a note card so she could decode what I was saying um, because the words that I said had explicit values, but all of them or some percent of maybe, which mostly meant no. So wait, how did you, how did you categorize those out on the note card? Oh, so every 5% was a new word from yes Mm. to no. So Mm. there were 20 different categories that all, yeah, um, depending on my mood. Um, But that was because I didn't like the words and the expectations of the world and her expectations on me for what that relationship was supposed to be. Right. So my way of kind of instead of openly communicating and being honest about my expectations and talking about my needs and what I thought I should be doing, I came up with this really terrible and and it wasn't a very kind way of dealing with it either, but throwing confusion into a relationship instead of actually communicating about it. Mm. Okay. Because I didn't want to be a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk more about what these kind of um, values are that are implied with terms within a certain relationship. So within the people involved in that relationship. I think the most confusing one is probably dating. Do you want to start with dating or, or yeah. do you want to go to boyfriend, girlfriend? No, sure. I don't know. Let's go. Yeah. 
Uh, right. So are we dating or are we not dating? And if we are dating, what does that mean? Um, and this comes up, we've had other questions come up about this as well. What does that word date, like this person I'm dating actually mean? And what are those explicit values and implicit values, right? And by explicit and implicit, offspring means that like, what's what's visible? What do we talk about? What's kind of out there and we know? And then the implicit are things that we expect the other person to do, but we have never really set it or made an agreement to those sort of things, those underlying sort of values. Um, so if you say dating, what, what does that actually mean? So I think a lot of people assume that means you're not seeing somebody else once you commit to some sort of title like that. So a lot of people, I think, would assume, oh, if we're dating, then that means we're dating and we're not dating other people. So for me, I have exclusive versus dating in my brain. I've kind of separated those two terms out. Um, Because if I'm on a first date with somebody, that does not mean, like, if this is number one and we are dating, or even number two or three, that doesn't mean I'm closing off the whole rest of the world. Because for me, dating is kind of like the waiting pool. You're just like dipping your toe in saying, hey, is this person, is there a match? Is there chemistry? Are things going to work? I don't know. Yeah, no, I I, I personally agree with you. And I think, though, that's not, necessarily what people would say, especially if they were trying to say, are we dating? So if someone was saying to another person, are we dating and giving it, because we're talking about the label within a relationship. If you say, are we dating? I think that usually tends to imply, are we not dating other people? Right. But unless you have that conversation, I mean, (laughs) you could be coming, you could be uh, with someone like Springer myself who Like (laughs) our implicit bias in this conversation is that we've separated out those words. So if you say something like dating to us, we're like, oh, okay, well, we haven't had that exclusive conversation or we haven't had the monogamy conversation. We haven't had any of those other conversations. I think that's another one that's implied with dating too, is that we are monogamous. Like we're only going to date each other. We're only going to have sex with each other. We're only going to have public displays of affection with each other. We're only going to be in each other's arms and beds. And I mean, that's a lot of it. It's like, why does it stress you out? Like, that's a lot of expectation for dating. And dating is like, not even step one. It's like barely step one in relationship world. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've got like, yeah, little things before that. But the I feel like the terms that come before that, like tuning or flirting or like anything that kind of comes before dating, don't hold as much weight, right? That's the one that I feel like starts to really hold some weight within with some expectations. Right. Um, So we have dating and then already, like once again, I'm just getting back to the, in my own head, there's so many pieces of relationship conflict that come from the expectations. Societally, um, we can start picking apart what dating looks like. Um, Traditionally, it's been men asking women and men taking women and men paying for women. Um, And that's changing, which is good. But I still think if we look to the media, if we look at movies, and if we look at television shows, if we look at all those books that they make people read in school, they all have that same one kind of dating built into them too. And I think that's another reason why it's stressful because like, even if you believe in equality or egalitarianism, whatever it is, and you're getting into this kind of traditional dating, a lot of it gets thrown out of the window, right? Yeah, we have so many, um, we call them sex roles, these roles that are just built into our kind of society's norms. And that's what we're seeing through media that um, 
that exist around this dating culture. So around this idea of meeting new partners and starting to engage with them on deeper levels, um, both emotionally and physically. And as we really begin to explore that and do that, we have just all of these norms that are surrounding us that then start to impact how we act or how we think or how we interpret someone's uh, communication to us. Well, right. And that's why when you start applying these titles, not only is it your own expectations, your partners, but the whole world around you starts expecting you to act, forcing you to act in those kind of specific ways. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that is the other part of this When So when we have that label, how does that kind of reflect back out to the world? And let's take a break for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to talk about that. everybody welcome back we're talking about why dating is or why titles related to dating or titles about relationships we haven't even made it past <laughs> dating relationship titles can be stressful i've been in a relationship for a long time but this conversation is making me sweat a little bit thinking about all of the misunderstandings and mishaps because of that stress um so we've been talking about dating for a little while and what that means what's the next step what word is next married <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the next step is giving your relationship a title. Um, so some type of significant other title or partner or boyfriend or girlfriend. And those labels, they also have those internal implications. But I think that um, we really we really use them also to signify to the world what this person means to us. And when we are talking about a person in our lives, we use these terms to try to encapsulate everything that that person is in one word, right? We try to tell uh, whoever we're talking to what this other person is to us. And then that person is left to interpret (laughs) all of these things based on that title. It's a lot of interpretation that comes <laughs> from just uh, a word. Yeah. Um, so why would then, I mean, so if we think about it, like why would someone want that title, right? Because they want the world to know, they want their partner to know, and they're kind of making a public affirmation that that's how they feel in the entire situation, right? Like if you say the word girlfriend or boyfriend, it means that you, like this is my other person. So we... Our brains constantly want to make sense of information. We want to put things into categories, put things into boxes so we can try to interpret things. So if I'm talking to a person I just met at the bookstore and I say somebody's name and then I qualify that name with some designation so they can understand who that person is. Like if I'm talking about someone, I will give it some designation. I'll be like, oh, my friend or my best friend or my partner. And I will use that so that that person can understand the story better, right? So that they can actually understand why I'm concerned about what that person thinks or why I um, am hanging out with that person in whatever context of the story it is. And so we do use that to give this information as quickly and neatly as possible to somebody when we're talking about people in our lives. What do you think of the word lover? Oh, 
<laughs> now I wish you could see Spring's face. It was really fun. Like, cool. Um, it's so funny. I like. I love the word, and I also get creeped out by it. It kind of depends on who uses it and how they use it. Um, if my mom said it, sorry, mom, she listens to this sometimes. My mom said it Hi, mom. about she would be like, "Is that person your lover?" I would be like, "Ew, don't say that." Um, if <laughs> if someone I was. Uh, seen and having sex with called me their lover i would think it was sexy um so i think i have a i have a very context specific reaction to that word and i think it's i'm not really sure why it's a i think it's a very um sexual word right i mean but it's also a label for a, a kind of relation now we're getting to the point where the labels that we put on relationships are only okay in specific contexts so you are my girlfriend sometimes <laughs> and you are my lover other times and then maybe other times <laughs> i'm just single in the world <laughs> i think that's probably what this question is getting at like it's str- like I, I someone wants to call me boyfriend or girlfriend but i don't want that level of responsibility yet or I don't want to live up to those expectations. Um, and I, I think that there's a lot of people who try to use those relationship titles as a proxy for their insecurity inside of their relationship, right? So if you're at a place and you really want to call this other person boyfriend or girlfriend because you want to solidify whatever's happening and they're a little bit hesitant, it means that you're probably not yet at a point where that should happen and forcing it is probably going to lead to more unhappiness than actually the kind of fulfillment you're looking for from that title. Or I think we also use it as a shortcut to avoid having all of those discussions. So instead of really talking about some of those expectations that we might have, we just jump to giving it a label and then having those expectations be implied instead of having very um, explicit conversations about them. Are you going to say this is yet another episode of the sex rap where how do we handle the stress of these titles about relationships and talk about it? Um, I mean, obviously. Talk about <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, Your tip for the week is talk. <laughs> talk about sex. Talk about sex all the time. No, um, don't talk about sex all the time. People, cause, like, I'm, we're sex researchers. We'll be sitting in a meeting and we'll talk about our research and people give us funny looks and they know we don't talk about sex all the time. <laughs> but talk about your relationship with the people that you're in relationships with. Yeah. And like Spring and her friend, if you need a better word to describe where you are in a relationship, you be like, we're like 75% boyfriends. <laughs> That's what I did. Remember my story where I had my little note card with all of my percentages? What does that actually mean? I think it probably is just more confusing. No. I mean, so you're all my 5% girlfriends and boyfriends. <laughs> you're all 5%. 5%. I mean, I like the idea of also creating terms that have more meaning to the people specifically within the relationship um, and that they might feel like other people might interpret as well. And so when we are talking about um, in the LGBTQ episode where we're talking about, you know, that need to like have a term you identify with, um, I think that's similar here. Like, and maybe sometimes like that, you factor that ickiness factor of like not wanting a label is because 
you don't identify with that specific label or some of the expectations that go along with it. And maybe you don't agree with the sex roles of our society that kind of are surrounding that label. And that is perfectly amazing and fine. And then to maybe have that discussion with uh, your friend or a partner or whatever they are about what type of label feels good for both of you. And that could be a totally new word. It could be using a thesaurus to find (laughs) some uh, more creative terms Um, and trying to figure out, you know, how you want to talk about it that feels good to both of you. Hey, Spring, what should our word be? I just learned a word, which I don't think you're going to like, but I really like it. It's um, a British slang term for best friends. It's um, Bezzies. <laughs> that sounds too Australian I for me. I, I don't know. It's I think Australian it. too. It's British. It's so interesting. Um, but yeah, I I got like I I love adding the Y at the end of things uh, or the IE that like. Oh, I put, I make it IES. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Like I love the way that Australians do that with a lot of their slang words. Um, so I really clung to that word as soon as I saw it. I was like, oh, that's cute. Double plus good. <laughs> now, um, so I was just thinking maybe we should get rid of all of the words and instead use an empirical numbering scale. So all of your relationships no. with people are ranked one to five. So you're a one, you're a two, you're a three. But then we have a color that's associated too. So like red is for people in the romantic category. So you're like you're a red one. So that would be like a modern day movie <laughs> call. And like a red five would be like, you're my life partner. I'm dedicating my life to you. But then you would also have a yellow and a blue rating, right? <laughs> So yellow is for like work related or acquaintance related or like your bar friends or like your school friends, but you're not really friends outside of it. So like you could be a red two, yellow one, and then we need a blue as well. Um, so blue would be like your friends or best friends. So for you and your friend that are having a problem, all of your other best friends, they're just stuck at blue four and she's <laughs> yeah, the blue five. What no. do you think, everybody? Ranking people is not what we're suggesting, Andrew. Good try. Well, I'm just trying to make language better. The idea of ranking someone over another one is not, I think, what we want to recommend. And we also know that people are, um, give us like support and value in different ways at different times. And so I don't like the idea of ranking people. I would give everyone in my life a five. Uh, (laughs) Straight away, you're all fives, guys. Um, But the. Wait, so, so does that mean on Facebook you can change it so that you and I are dating if we're all fives? We can date if you want. Are we Facebook official? We can be Facebook we official. We should talk about that. Um, Facebook official. That does make me feel a little sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> See, stressing people out with level fives here on the sex row. Um, so Facebook, it's, it's a weird space. Mm. Some people would say it's sort of like my space. See, I can do terrible jokes too. Um, No, but uh, so, so, so going public, right? That's really, I think a lot of the issues about title is you could say, yes, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Then how do we tell the world? Then all of a sudden on social media, you're posting pictures on Instagram and tagging the other person. Um, You put the hashtags like boyfriend, girlfriend, best friends, whatever it is. Um, and then you have that status on Facebook that you change mm. and Facebook tells the whole world too, it like balloons and ribbons and it pops up as like an important banner, like a milestone in your life. Yeah. I, 
I have gotten into um, in-depth fights with partners about Facebook officialness that I did not want, um, and they did. And uh, I I felt no need to have any public uh, display of relationship in that way, and uh, and they did. And um, I mean, we finally reached a compromise. But it didn't feel good to me because uh, <laughs> the compromise was finally that we did it because that person convinced me of how important it was to them. And I felt um, like I needed to do it for their happiness. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was serious. Facebook makes yeah, them it was, happy. It was a rough um, several week conversation, to be honest. <laughs> I think kind of another sort of underlying theme of all of these conversations you and I are having is that a, there's a little bit of like potential for ownership of another person or possession of their love and romance or possession of how they interact with other people in these titles. Like, I mean, that's certainly explicit. Like if you say you're married to someone, then that person is kind of, I don't want to, I, I mean, it's controlling, right? It's about controlling other people's, love and relationships with other people in their lives. Um, and I think that's one of the issues with Facebook too, is that all of a sudden you're saying like, this is a person who has made a commitment and I've made a commitment and this is, this mm-hmm. is it. Does Facebook let you make commitments to relationships with more than one person? No. That would make it easier. They didn't give everybody a five. I've contacted them about that, to be honest. <laughs> is that our shout yeah. out for today? Our shout out is Facebook. Everybody send them a message so we can have better relationship yeah, they, statuses. They have a diverse range of statuses now, but they only allow you to have a status with one other individual. Um, and yeah, it would be if, if you want to show it to the world, you should be able to show it to the world with um, various types of relationships with various people in your life. Yeah. So well, Spring and I are Facebook official. We even have a page. You should go check it out sometime. It's called The Sex Wrap. <laughs> the Sex Wrap. <laughs> uh, no. We're also Instagram and Twitter official. <laughs> and Gmail and, official. And phone number. All right. I think, I mean, is there anything else that we really need to talk about? Have we answered? So titles are stressful because there's tons of expectations, ones that we talk about, ones that we don't talk about. People try to use relationships as shortcuts to get through those conversations without actually Mm -hmm. having them, like using relationship titles. Um, And I think our big tip this week is going to be, if you're in a relationship with a person, um, really sit and talk to them about what that relationship is and what it means and the kind of language that you want to use to describe it. Um, And if you're not at a point where you feel comfortable with boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other or partner or fiance, fiance, that's a title too. Um, (laughs) In my head, I'm sitting here like, how do we rank all of them? Is fiance a four? Is fiance a five? <laughs> Everyone for the rest of my life internally, Stop. you're gonna you're gonna be ranked and colored. Oh, um, don't yeah. do what I'm doing. Like you are, you're all red fours. To, no, not red. You're all red zeros to me. I don't know. I lost track of the it's, colors and numbers. What what I would suggest <laughs> um, is that you often communicate to people in your life how much they mean to you and what specifically you value about them so that you are constantly having these conversations and able to express what people mean to you. Oh yeah. I've worked really hard to let people know that I love them. So I love you listeners. You're all 
red zero is yellow two to me. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this out. Um, so thank you for listening, everyone. I don't think we have anything else today. So um, if you have any questions or any comments about the show, feel free to reach out to us. You can find us on email. Um, we're thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us. We're at 413-I-Rap-It. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> couldn't remember Twitter's name for a second. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we're all at the Sex Wrap. Um, so like, listen, follow. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye, everyone. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.